you know, when you're doing the rush three, drop eight, what do you say to your defensive linemen? Talk to Kyrus about it and Mahe about it. And, you know, just there's a lot of pressure on them to be disruptive with just three guys going up against five, six, seven blockers sometimes. It's it's just uh, the name of the game when it comes to that scheme. Because then when we're blitzing six and leaving the corners out there to cover one-on-one, then we're, we're expecting them to, to uh, do their thing. And so I think I think the, the weight has got to be distributed as far as just what's expected from everybody. Some weeks is one thing, some weeks is another thing, but relishing the role and just buying into it is what it is, and I think they've done a good job with it. We've heard fans, and you probably have too, you know, say, I can't believe we're just rushing three. We're not getting any pressure. The quarterback's got all sorts of time. How do you respond? What, what's your response when somebody brings that, you know, says something like that? I, I don't respond. Just <laughs> the, the name of the game is to win games, and um, I was talking about it before. It's I think there's a difference between football scheme and football uh, theory. You know, and so if the name of the, you can't you can't go into a fight if you're a fighter and say I'm going to establish the jab and go out there and just jab while your right hand is just kind of swinging whenever it wants. You know what I mean? That's just it doesn't work like that. It's all got to work together. So uh, football theory is is really what it is. And the the way offenses are are doing it now is there's so much RPO and offensive linemen are allowed to get three yards downfield, but really they're getting like four or five yards downfield. And now you're telling the backers to fill gaps and the quarterback just dumping it right over the top of it, and it's just. And it's hard, it's hard for a defense to play RPOs and be aggressive in the run that way unless you're playing man-to-man and you could possibly give it up. And so it's just, I don't know, there's five million different, different answers to it. Everybody's playing it a little bit differently. I think for us and the way that it fits our team, it's better for us to just force the quarterback to make throws, um, expect and ask the D-line to, to rush for five or six seconds and, and uh, force the quarterback out. Well, the thing that we tell them is we, we don't necessarily have to get sacks. But we need to get the quarterback to move his feet. And if he can move his feet, the percentages of, of his completions just go down. And uh, that, that's kind of what it is. It's just the theory behind it works for us. You know, that's probably not going to work for everybody, but for us it does. And, and uh, it's, that's what it is. How have your D-line graded out just in that, you know, in that, you know, when you've been doing that scheme? Really, really well, you know. Um, it's, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're looking for different uh, ways to create a little bit more pressure with the three-man there's twists, there's this, there's that. There's all the different things that you, you kind of look at. But um, with what we've asked them to do so far, I, th- I thought they've done a really good job. And, you know, um, offensively, you look at it, you say, okay, they're, they're just rushing three or they've only got three, three down front. We've got to run the ball. And that is where I think, um, uh, just in theory, is where we need to be good. If we can stop the run at three down front, it just makes it really difficult to throw the ball against that many people. Miss Gennaro, so I couldn't ask him, but how have the cor- cornerbacks just played as a unit this year? Are you pretty happy with how Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of youth there, uh-huh. and, and uh, um, I, I think that uh, Coach Guilford's done a really good job with just the development of kids, you know, not having or not having certain kids with us this last year, uh, lost our ability to play kids that had development, like Chris Wilcox and Keenan Ellis, um, but, uh, you know, seeing Isaiah Heron step up as well as the uh, um, D'Lo and, and some other kids. Joe, I mean, you're seeing young kids that, you know, George Udo was a D-end in high school, and now he's playing corner at this level. It's just there's there's a lot of teaching to be done. There's a lot of development to be done, and uh, that's just the kind of program that we are right now is we're going to take developmental kids sometimes and, and uh, take our lumps and continue to develop them and, and uh, see them really shine for us uh, in the last two or three years. The linebackers have been balling out. What's impressed you the most from that group? Uh, you know, they've been consistent. They've been consistent. I think we've got a lot of good young players at that spot. Um, they've, been, they've been taken to the schemes and make it really difficult 
for quarterbacks to, to complete underneath routes, which we're really daring them to, to run the ball and we're daring them to throw underneath routes, and the, and the backers are doing a good job. What has it up about Liberty, and how will you be able to stop their offense? I think that, I think that their, uh, their scheme is really good. They're another RPO team, and so um, they do a really good job establishing the run, but also just making it difficult for you to um, defend the run because they throw the ball. They, they've got a really good quarterback that's already thrown for, you know, Knowing exactly how many yards, but last year threw for 3,000. They have a thousand-yard receiver. They had two running backs that are really, really good, and and uh, I think that they've played a lot of good quality ball. And so we've got to be sound is, is the thing. I think that's really the thing every week is as long as we're sound in the way that we're playing, then we'll give our kids a chance to uh, make plays. Hugh Freeze has got a rep as an offensive genius, I guess is for lack of a better term. Do you, as a coach, when you see guys like that on the opposite sideline, does that get to you at all? Do you? have that in your mind at all about that about his reputation uh you know definitely respect him you know and uh it's uh i don't i don't know if there's necessarily anything that changes as far as our game plan but definitely respect him and can see really can see with the way that his his offense plays can see with the way that they execute and the schemes that they do i mean there's there's definitely a lot of genius to what they do i think that they have a good scheme they have some good players Points is obviously more important than yards, but I can't imagine likes seeing the defense give up 500 yards. So what needs to be fixed just as far as to you know shorten some of those drives and keep, yeah, it's keep li- up their little things here and there. It's just uh, it's always you end up giving up a play. You're like, okay, we make this correction, we make that correction, we'll be okay, and we'll we'll be able to um, take a couple of yards off the off the thing. And obviously, we'd like to hold them to three and outs and interceptions and fumbles all day, but. Um, you know, Utah State has proven to be in the last couple of years a really, really explosive, good uh, offense. The quarterback is an NFL draft pick, and everybody knows that. Um, he may be the best quarterback we played all year. I really like him. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, is that? Oh, sorry, I didn't start to cut you off there. Lost my train of thought. What was your <laughs> my, question? <laughs> my bad. Sorry, I apologize. I was just going to ask. Um, my train of thought too. Uh, with the cornerback uh, position, is that a kind of a week by week basis? Is who's going to start each week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it depends who's healthy and who's not, and and uh, where you know where we where we feel like we need. Um, you know, Diane really is what it comes down to. Where do you play number five? Does he need to play corners? Does he need to play safety? And he's really the one that's kind of been moving back and forth. Malik's moved a little bit, but really it's like. Okay, where are we placing number five to give us the best chance to win? Uriah is, I saw some like pro football folks, one of the highest graded guys in the country last this past weekend. We'll speak to maybe his growth in that defensive end spot. Oh, good for him. I didn't know that. He's, he's done a really good job. Um, really good job. I think that he's got the tools to be a big-time player. Um, consistency, consistency has been, been really, really improved lately for him, and I think that uh, he's going to be a good player for us next, next little bit. And also, uh, Alden Tofa has been getting more time and, and competing for. What's he been doing to, to kind of rise up the depth chart? Yeah, he's been practicing better. You know, uh, it's there's certain spots where there's always going to be competition, and uh, Alden's been practicing better. And then when we get into the games, it's kind of just by who's playing well and who's making plays. Uh, but you know, as you guys know, we rotate a lot of D linemen, and and uh, we've got a lot of guys that have snaps, but. Uh, like to like to get some of those younger guys in there to see what they're doing and how they're playing. With those defensive linemen, uh, Lorenzo Fawatea, Earl Tuioti Mariner, what's their status right now? Uh, Earl's out. Earl's out for the season. He had a season-ending injury as well as uh, uh, Lorenzo will be back. He's just kind of banged up. Last question. How satisfying was the win over Utah State? I know that's an in-state game and you guys had lost too. How, how, how did that feel? It was good. 